0: This morning, the City of Monmouth Officials, Mayor Rod Davies. Good morning, Mr. Mayor.
1: Good morning, Vanessa.
0: And also Ken Helms, Communications Director. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. Good to see you both. Happy New Year.
1: Thank you. We're glad to be here.
0: <laughs> yeah, how was your New Year's? It
2: was pretty good for me. Very quiet.
0: <laughs> well, that's that's how we like it. Yeah. Nice and quiet. And, yep. uh, you know, weather has held off so far. Could see something next week. So I know yeah. your guys will be thinking that through. Andy will be, uh, you know, talking to the road crew.
1: Yeah, yeah, they uh, did get some uh, salt down before the last uh, freezing rain event to get some uh, preventative maintenance on the roads, and luckily we really didn't need a lot of that, so feel very fortunate. Yeah, long, long as we can keep this snow away, the better off we all are, I think. Financially, <laughs> right? financially, and uh, hopefully the keep the accidents at bay.
0: Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> Last night, city council meeting, it was a short one, but there was a lot that went on that yeah. was important to the city.
1: Yeah, it sure was. It's a pretty quiet agenda, but uh, again, I'll kind of let Ken Mitt talk mm-hmm. about uh, we were able to swear in two new officers, and uh, they're great. They have good community connections, so we're very fortunate and feel very fortunate to have them.
2: Yeah, we, uh, we swore in two of them last night, uh, Brady Moorefield and Garrett Nichols, uh, uh, both from the area. Uh, gonna do pretty good they're going to uh, academy here in the next week or so uh, so they're gonna go down there um, they attend the academy and then they come back and then they do a uh, field training uh, with one of the officers to kind of get the lay of the land get everything done and then they uh, go out full-time on it so uh, uh, Brady grew up here in Monmouth and uh, Gara um, over in Knoxville so uh, both strong community connections and yeah, has been
0: a part of our team for, mm-hmm. oh, good seven months now. So congratulations to her on wanting to serve the community and become a police officer here in the city of Monmouth. So how do we look as far as our capacity? Uh, are, we, are we at full capacity with police officers after this move?
1: I think we're still going to be one short. And uh, so uh, we may have a retirement upcoming. So we'll, uh, you know, we are continuing to look. I think we're... Looking at a lateral transfer end uh, to fill the one remaining position and uh, hopefully uh, that, uh, that goes well. We're waiting to see.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do have a number of officers that are starting to get close to uh, retirement age if they choose um, to retire. So uh, uh, City in the past, uh, same with firefighters, had done a large hiring. Um, hired an, a number of them at the same time. Uh, so now uh, we're starting to get some of them that are uh, getting close to sunsets. So um, I'm, I'm sure we'll be hiring more as it comes.
0: Okay, how are we on dispatch as well?
2: Uh, we're pretty much perpetually always behind on dispatch. Um, that's one of the departments that uh, we work really hard to try and recruit people into. Um, uh, that's one of the positions that you don't need any experience for. We train you right there. On onsite. Um, we have good wages. We have uh, benefits. Uh, we're basically always looking for it. So if anybody's listening and they think that might be something they want to look at for a career, whether they're just straight out of high school, um, getting ready to get out of high school, um, out of college, um, or maybe they've been in the workforce for a while and they're thinking about changing it up, uh, going into a different sector, um, and they want to try out public safety, uh, definitely uh, hit up our website city our Facebook page or just stop down at the police department and pick up an, an application uh, we try and keep uh, a number of applications on hand uh, and pretty much always hire in there
0: okay what was next on the agenda at last night's City Council meeting <clears throat>
2: Well, I think we
1: had some uh, department head reports. Uh, Ken, I think, probably talk about that. Yep.
2: We had uh, two directors' reports, uh, the building and zoning and uh, the Woodard and Curran uh, for the public works uh, reports. Uh, Director Joe Clark started off with the uh, building and zoning. Um, it's kind of been a slower month for zoning department, uh, just doing uh, inspections of some of the different construction that's been going on in the area. Um, It's the start of the year, so they're going to start sending out more uh, junk and debris notices to kind of stay ahead of the, uh, um, you know, spring complaints that generally come in there. Uh, Woodard and Curran report, Uh, again, it was kind of a a slower month for them uh, as they're working on the lead lead line uh, service inventory and uh, chasing down some uh, different potential grants that we may be able to get to help uh, offset that and some of the other projects that we have so
1: yeah i think we've got uh, andy mentioned we've got two contracts going out for bid uh, this next week one is for the uh, underground uh, water main and sewer uh, replacement here around the square and um, also the other one uh, can we had uh, O's oh, f- drilling for the well, yes. uh, the new well on uh, at uh, the out north, and uh, so uh, those are two projects we want to get underway. Uh, we're still waiting to hear uh, back uh, to get our grants uh, freed up to finish the second phase of the mm-hmm. um, Harlem Avenue water main, and we've been locked down for a couple of years at IDOT for. Uh, for the Harlem project, uh, that first phase, which will be from Main Street to G Street, that'll be the one that has curb, gutter, sidewalks. And uh, we're anxious to get that underway. So uh, we hope to be hearing from them soon. We're supposed to, I think we received word that uh, uh, from IDOT on our Sixth Street uh, project, and I believe we're gonna be able to get that one out for bid here actually before Harlem. So. Um, we're looking forward to that We want those are a couple of projects we certainly want to get uh, finished up.
2: Yeah I think it's I think it's worth noting too because uh, a lot of times if somebody uh, hasn't uh, directly dealt with these type of grant programs before um, might not know. Uh, these type of grants, these large-scale uh, grants and the ones that are achieving uh, funding through the federal side uh, for instance, Um, I'll be candid the amount of bureaucracy that needs to be dealt with on this is pretty staggering Um, that's why it takes us so long to uh, get these grants approved Uh, there's normally different multiple revisions that have to go through um, so many boxes that are checked on so many small um, little things um, whether it's studies that need to be completed beforehand uh, or making sure that certain statistics are uh, produced Mm -hmm. during during it Um, we have, we've had grants that have stretched out um, three or four years before we finally achieved funding with it. Uh, one of the major ones that we had was actually the uh, Oslot grant mm-hmm. that was used to uh, rebuild <coughs> and uh, kind of make some improvements out to C- uh, Citizens Lake. I believe that stretched on close to five years uh, yeah. because of state budget problems, uh, changes in the requirement. Um, it ended up with us cutting... Um, over a third of the project out because of the cost ballooning. Um, And that's that's one of the things that um, as the additional bureaucracy uh, gets thrown onto these grants uh, and our time window compresses, a lot of times we end up having to make changes to uh, just fund the entire thing, no longer hits the original scope. So it's a real challenge for us.
1: Yeah, we feel very fortunate that we have a team of people at many levels that – have a lot of years of experience in working with these things and can help us look out and find out what funding for what projects are available so that we can go after it it, it always varies we have we have needs in many many areas but uh, we don't always have funding opportunities for all of those so so we do go keep our eyes open find out uh, which grants are available which ones fit our needs and then we go after them and uh In fact, we have another item on our agenda last night that we approved a contract for professional and technical services with uh, WIRC, the Western Illinois Regional Council. And they've been helping us with getting a million-dollar economic development grant through the community development block grant program. And uh, they're going to be providing technical services and getting the environmental studies done and you know, as Ken mentioned, checking all the boxes and and all those rigorous technical areas. And so they're gonna help us with that. Uh, They brought us, uh, they've helped us through the application process. And so we're formalizing that agreement and uh, uh, council did approve that last night. So this will be the million dollar grant for the uh, new water treatment plant. So we're drilling the new well, but the well produces raw water. Our current water treatment plant is at maximum capacity. If we had a new business come in out north, we would not have the capacity to be able to provide a lot of extra water for that. So this water treatment plant is very critical for our needs for future growth and for providing redundancy in case there happens to be an issue uh, you know, with our current uh, water treatment plant. We just rebuilt all four new vessels in the ion exchange part of that plant so uh, we feel like we're in good shape there and we rebuilt some of the pumps and new put in the new uh, devices to help with the engine starting to help with the the water main uh, pressures and uh, you know know, some of the startup cost and and uh, help us with utility bills there so uh, we've, we've done a lot of work there, and so uh, this is just continuing on with uh, improving and building redundancy and capacity into mm-hmm. our, our supply system.
0: Okay. <clears throat> also, last night, you had an appointment and confirmation for first ward alderman.
1: Yes. Um, part of my job uh, when we have an ro- alderman resign is to uh, find a, uh, a, a new person to th- fill that position. And after doing a number of interviews and discussions with folks, and uh, I felt very uh, fortunate to have uh, Jay Grant uh, agree to serve uh, as first ward alderman. And uh, council did approve that confirmation, uh, did confirm my appointment last night. And Jay's uh, has uh, you know uh, a lot of family here in Monmouth and family ties and deep roots and was educated here locally at United High School and Monmouth College and has worked here in the community uh, pretty much I think most of his career and uh, Nat is currently working at Midwest Bank here in town and uh, is also involved in a number of uh, community uh, projects like I think he is in charge of Banking on a Cure, mm-hmm. which is a great program as part of the Warren County YMCA Board of Directors, involved in West Central Illinois leadership, um member of the Noon lions club part of the warren county prime beef festival committee and also works for the on the warren county relay for life so it's good to have him involved and uh, we appreciate him w- being willing to serve
0: well fantastic congratulations to jay grant
1: yes and uh we also uh did uh, approved uh, the chief uh, Schweitzer's contract last night uh it had gotten out of uh, the normal renewals at the end of our fiscal year, so uh, we were made aware of that. So we did uh, approve and renew his contract for another two years. So we appreciate his great service, and uh, and uh, we got that done last night as well.
0: Okay. Anything else you want people to know?
1: Um, well, I think uh, you uh, brought to our attention that we uh, – we were uh, kind of notif- noticed uh, for being in the uh, top 25 of the most affordable places to live in Illinois. In fact, we made number 14 on that list, and uh, it, that was good to see. It. You know, uh, our team of people here at the city work really hard on, you know, trying to sustain and make living in small communities, uh, uh, you, you know, affordable. That's hard to do. Um, you know, we have a lot of mandated regulations and, uh, uh, things that we have to do and it's hard to, you know, we work on building our tax base and building our business and industrial base to try to help make that affordable. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, it, it certainly is, a uh, you know, it was nice to be noticed. I mm-hmm. think that came out of the, um, channel five, uh, in Chicago had that, uh, name list and, um mm -hmm.
2: yeah and you know following up on that too um i believe i believe our uh, (coughs) medical center osf also received an award um what was that two or three years ago Uh for uh being one of the top rural care um areas as well so um,
0: yeah the rank yeah the ranking came from niche which looked at the cities in the in each of the states in the country where the cost of living was lowest for 2023 specifically. Oh, so okay. that's interesting because that was a highly uh, you could contribute a lot of inflation to the year of 2023. So yeah Monmouth came in at 14th. Um, the top top place was Whitehall. you ever been to Whitehall?
1: no I have not. Say so no. that's
0: down south yeah, I, on most of them were down.
1: most were downstate actually
0: that's where um yeah I go through there a lot to go to 255 to go to go home to Arkansas mm-hmm. so White Whitehall think like there's one stoplight. and uh let's see we were 14th Bushnell was eighth if you look at the just the area uh, Bushnell was eighth then Monmouth um, and then Carthage was 18th which is a little further south as well Beardstown believe it or not was in the top 25. Uh, Kiwane was also in the top 50. Abingdon was 41, so that was uh, another one uh, close here. And the 50th was Peatneyville.
1: Well, that's <laughs> that is down south. <laughs> yeah. So
0: interestingly enough, that's how that that all played out. So no, you gotta feel pretty good about that.
1: No, we do. And when we had uh, uh, we in order to get our uh, loans from Illinois. Uh, the, uh, Environmental Protection Agency to help us fund, you know, for example, this uh, disinfection project They do a rate study and they find that our rates are lower than they should be (laughs) and of course and uh, So they're pushing us to bring them up to what they determine is to be uh, uh, More appropriate and so we'll we'll do what we can to manage those and hopefully uh, we won't notice that and uh, we're, we're working on other ways we can fund that and so but th- you know when you get 45 to 50 percent of of a uh, four million dollar project uh forgiven through forgivable mm-hmm. loans that's uh, that's really uh, important and uh one of the great ways to fund those projects so and we do always uh, apply and we you know we we do seem to fit their criteria so we feel fortunate that would be the other funding source for part of our uh our lead service line replacement project so um you know we we keep working at that
2: mm-hmm. yep and that uh just for anybody who's just now hearing about this the lead service line replacement is a uh federal mandated program uh monmouth passes and has passed its lead tests um we test every month And those have been passing for decades. I don't believe we've ever had a lead failure. Um, And, but with a federal mandate that is everything, we kind of got wrapped up in that as well. Um, Unfortunately, uh, way back in the past, uh, the service lines that's going from the water main to the household um just servicing the the one household um it was common practice to make those out of lead um it was also a common practice to use uh fittings that contain lead flux for the soldering um even um you know faucets things like that generally had some kind of small uh component in them that contained lead uh so now uh, with this mandate we've got to replace that um and it 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 is a significant burden some places are up in the 40 to 100 million dollar uh, range for replacement that they're having to do so um, ours isn't quite that much uh, I believe ours was estimated what was it, about four million or something well I think
1: it's actually between eight and ten million okay yeah so um, we've got I think our whole right now is are in that four million range because we got almost a million dollars from uh, Congressman Sorensen and then we got another uh, four million dollar grant through uh that we're working on uh, so um i think we're i think our hole's gonna be about four to five million so it's okay. a it's That's a substantial work to do more work to do
2: uh, the majority um the majority of uh monosexual debt service comes from mandated uh programs yeah. like this whether it's stuff to do with our wastewater plants our drinking water plants or our um you know lead service lines Things like yep, that.
1: All of our debt is, is
2: infrastructure
1: related. Mm-hmm.
2: And, um,
1: you know, it's we're fortunate that we have a new wastewater treatment plants, new water treatment plants. And uh, so those things are we're building another, a new well and another treatment plant. So we feel very good that we're getting redundancy and we have a lot of new stuff in there. Uh, we just need some more work money to do some more work underground okay. so if we
2: continue to do that yeah we actually use um, over 90 percent of our available capacity uh, for water production so um, that that's good um, but we want redundancy in it in case as the infrastructure gets a little bit older uh, we need to have a backup so
0: okay gentlemen thank you so much
2: thank you Vanessa talk
0: to you again soon Yep. mayor Rod Davies with us communications director